they started spreading rumors and I got a lot of Izzy's changed, Izzy's a horrible person, like she's no longer who she was, like she thinks she's a big shot. Hi, this is Thomas Hudson, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast where we share stories, tips, and specific strategies on how you as a teenage kid can overcome adversity and make an impact. And before I actually introduce Izzy Gove, I want to tell you there's a link in the description, the 52 tips I wish I knew in high school. These are life-changing tips and I, it takes about 20 minutes to 30 minutes to read and I talk about mental health, bullying, confidence, relationship, school, and career. So go ahead and check it out. Today's podcast guest is Izzy Gove. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. This is her first podcast about mental health, yes. so I'm super excited. Izzy Gove is an influencer. She has over 16,000 followers on Instagram, and she started a sophomore year in high school where she wanted to make a difference. She, she puts up relatable comedy for high school teens, and it's pretty funny. I I watch oh, it closely, and, and today we're gonna to, um, today it's going to be humorous, but it's also going to be going to be serious. We're going to be talking about some of her mental health struggles, how she had to overcome it, and tips for people who are going through the same journey as her. So let's start. I mean, you started as a influencer sophomore year in high school, correct? Yes, I did. I started um, in March of sophomore year. Uh-huh, and what got you into it? Uh, I started a Finsta, a fake Instagram account, and, uh, you know, I was just posting a bunch of stuff for my friends, and it, like, blew up. And I was like, okay, now we're going to run with it. <laughs> and who was, who is, so Izzy right now is this, you know, this hustler. She I do is hustle. working. She wants to make an impact on people's lives. Who was Izzy before pre-Instagram days? I think pre-Izzy still had... One of my biggest goals is, especially when I was younger, I would watch a lot of Asians in media. Uh And for that longest time, I was like, Asians in media needs to happen. The lack of minorities in media is just upsetting. So Uh we need someone out there to be an influencer for the upcoming generation. Uh So that was pre-Izzy. And that just strengthened over time. So I feel like pre-Izzy is (laughs) still Izzy now, just more purposeful. Okay, so she's more purposeful. What kind of struggles did you face back then? Because it's it's different type of struggles when oh. you before you start the journey, and there's that tipping point to where you start the journey. You have your struggles during the journey, and then struggles when you start becoming bigger. So, what type of struggles did you face as a pre-influencer? Pre-influencer, definitely in my earlier days, I would say that you know being an Asian. Um, in like the suburbs there wasn't a lot of Asian people in our school Mm -hmm. so just being different in the aspect of the color of my skin and how I was treated because of the color of my skin not that I was treated bad but there's always like that feel of Mm -hmm. oppression and it's like oh I'm here but I know that I'm different absolutely like that that was my struggle but over the years that I've, I've become I've never been uncomfortable being Asian. I've always been very confident with my culture because it's my history and my background. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud of my history and background. But being, just being a minority, you face like those things. Do you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I I, I absolutely agree. What's your background? Um, I'm Chinese and Cambodian. Okay, wow. And you were born where? I was born here. Born in Philadelphia. I mean, I've, I've faced the same struggles as well. I mean, my mom is from India, dad's from Pakistan, and I'm Jewish. So 
I, I was always known as a token brown kid and yep. a token Jew. And at first, you know, when, I mean, I don't know if you could relate, at first I, I was kind of ashamed of my background because of how people treated me. I definitely see that. I feel like uh, when I was younger, I, I've always like, so my native language is like, did you? I don't know what's it, what it's <laughs> in English, I'm sorry. But that's my native language and I grew up speaking it with my grandparents. So speaking like my native language and just being in my culture, in like my Asian culture was like a home identity. Mm -hmm. And then when I went into school, it's a different identity. So I balanced my life between two cultures. So it was like, I was never ashamed of one culture, but I always knew that I would have to flip-flop depending on where I was. Mm -hmm. And so you're now proud of your identity. You want to make a difference in people's lives. And so you started Instagram. Uh, uh, what's it called again? Finsta? A Finsta. A Finsta. So like a fake Instagram account. How did you start getting big? So I posted ASMRs. Do you know what ASMR is? ASMRs. No, I don't. It's like, it's like whispers. <laughs> so I made just really weird videos for my friends. Uh -huh. And that just got uh, interactions because it was like for my friends. And they liked it. They were sharing it. They were commenting because it was just like stupid stuff mm -hmm. that I would do behind closed doors. Was that 2018? That was 2018. 2018. That yeah. was in March of like my sophomore year, mm -hmm. which I think is 2018. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. But that's like, I, I was just being weird, being myself, being on camera. Mm -hmm. And just one day got on the Explore page and then a bunch of my videos got on the Explore page. And I started going viral before I got shadow banned, sensitive topic, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that's what happened. So for those who don't know what shadow ban is, actually Izzy was explaining to me because I had no idea what that was. She got up to what, 20,000? I got up to 20,000 and then I got shadow banned because I grew too fast. Uh -huh. One of my videos got me like 3,000 followers and Instagram was like, nah, we're not playing these games. <laughs> I was like, okay. As a, as a 16 year old? Uh, yes. As a 16-year-old. And then that summer oh, happened. Yes, as a 16-year-old. 16-year-old. And so that summer happened. And then tell us about that summer experience when you started getting big and and then your transition into junior year in high school. Okay, so I've all, I'm a very work-oriented mm -hmm. person. So me in summer of six or like sophomore year, my summer of sophomore year, I was very into making videos because it's one of my favorite things to do. Literally love sitting in front of a camera mm -hmm. and talking. So I would just like go home and make weird videos because that's what I like to do. <laughs> that's that's I saw, like my personality. I literally too. saw one of your videos where, uh, well, I think it's a theme with one of your videos where you, where you break up with people. Oh. Oh. Breaking up with strangers. So you you take someone who wants to break up with their boyfriend or girlfriend, and you break up. Oh uh, no! It's um. It, it was like, do you know where Meggle is? No. Okay, so Meggle is like a little website where you just meet strangers. Uh huh. And I hopped on there, and I was like, hey, it's you know, it's not we've one. known each other for a long time. <laughs> It's it's not me, it's you. Uh -huh. I'm breaking up with you. And I just did that. I was breaking up with strangers. <laughs> okay, so you started getting big. Um, so tell us about the transition into junior year. Uh, so, yeah, I was just working a lot. I didn't see my friends as much as, like, a normal teen was because I was always working. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah. It happens to a lot of people where you reach your success, you want to make a difference, you know, you're part of your culture, you want you know, an Asian American's name out there. 
And when you get to that certain point or when you're trying to get to that point, you realize that, hey, not everyone is on the same yeah. wavelength. You're still friends with them, no hard feelings, but... You're on a different wavelength. Like, I'm on a different path uh-huh. of life than what, uh-huh. like, you want to do. Uh-huh. And then, so what happened? Um, like, what happened... When you started your junior year? My junior year? My junior year was a little bit rough. Uh-huh. My junior year, I will say, was, um... So, I'll, so I'll explain, like, my high school uh-huh. coming in. This was, like, freshman year and sophomore year were my peak. I... I really like, um, like a lot of my friends were like seniors when I was a freshman and sophomore because I get along with people who are older than me just because like, I don't know, mm-hmm. it just happens. I don't know how to explain it. But those were a lot of my friends. So junior year, my, one of my best friends like are off in college. So I'm alone in the high school that I've been in, but I'm not really friends with like underclassmen. Uh-huh. So now I'm coming into, out of sophomore year, one of the best years of my life into junior year. Junior year was, like, I, going into junior year was very different from going into sophomore year. Going into sophomore year, I was, like, just me going from a summer with hanging out with my friends into sophomore year. And that was my best friends of the entire world, like, my senior friends. Mm -hmm. And then junior year was my senior friends have left me, and I've been isolating myself to work more. Mm -hmm. So going into junior year was already this girl who was just another person a year ago mm-hmm. is someone with a like who's different now okay like she has a different drive she has a different feel to her mm-hmm. like she's changed mm-hmm. so me going into junior year i faced a lot of difficulties within my friends mm-hmm. because there were inner conflicts that i didn't think were as present as it was before okay so what i mean by that is i'm a very independent person meaning i don't really depend on other people or Mm -hmm. I don't like people depending on me because I'm very alone in my world not to sound like Mm -hmm. I like to be isolated but that's how I am as a person so having that in my junior year uh was like coming into junior year I was already like more isolated than I would have been because I'm on my own island working and doing my stuff so growing your brand growing my brand yes i i have a very business mm-hmm. mindset so junior year came in and it was it was interesting i walked in no one made a big deal of me having a following but you would always hear it linger around uh-huh. like i walk in the halls people scream is he so dizzy like, oh <laughs> me. like i remember like even now i was in gym right and I'm a senior in gym. Mm-hmm. I'm playing gym, doing my stuff. And people be like, is he so dizzy? Throw the ball. And I was like, y'all bringing this here <laughs> to school? Come on, leave it at home. Or so I faced a lot of like people kn- knew what I was doing mm-hmm. and who I was. But um, a lot of my friends at the time that I grew really close to sophomore year because I was in a club that made us seem like family. So we were mm-hmm. really tight. So going into junior year, that started to dissipate more because I wasn't as present in those activities as I was before because now I have things outside of school. Mm -hmm. From then, um, with my friends dissipating from, like, our relationship, like, going downhill because I wasn't as presently there, they started spreading rumors. And I got a lot of, Izzy's changed, Izzy's a horrible person. Like, she's no longer who she was. Like, she thinks she's a big shot Mm -hmm. and all those things. Which, 
obviously at the time hurting. That's like that hurt. Like hurts. you don't want to yeah. hear people say like, "Is he changed? She's a horrible person." Mm-hmm. And one of the like the things that was like engraved in my mind, one of the first things before like it got even worse, was my friends. I, I had close friends, and from this big circle that I considered family. So my smaller friends that I was still talking to were talking to the other people who were spreading rumors about me. And they were like, oh, how do you feel about Izzy? And this guy wrote, Izzy's a horrible person. What? She's changed. And I was like, me? I've changed? I, I like I didn't expect it. Because I've gotten hate online during that, that time as well because I was growing... I was growing a channel, yeah. and obviously, especially when you have influence, when you have a certain following, yeah, people like you and people hate you. Yeah, so I was getting hate, and hate online doesn't bother me. Like, mm-hmm. come at me, come at me. Like, <laughs> that's more engagement <laughs> for me, so I don't mind it. But then, hate in real life from people that you know and care mm-hmm. about hurts. <clears throat> Not only from the people that knew me and I thought were family, but people just started talking about me mm-hmm. in school. Like, I know this one girl; she would like. She hated me for some reason, and she would just talk about me every day in this one class. And I was like, I don't. Even, I have n- done nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Like I stay very low key, and I would consider myself a nice person. I don't go out my way to hurt someone, or I obviously don't try to hurt people, so or talk bad about them. So that there also affected my mindset. Like, why would you do that to me if I've done nothing to you? Mm-hmm. And then so you're, you know, you're trying to pursue your purpose. You're trying, you're on another level right now. Um, not that you're better than anyone. You're I'm just, just on a different wavelength. Different wavelength. And it's hard to actually pursue whatever you're trying to do when you have friends. We've all experienced it. When, when you have friends telling, oh, you're too good to hang out with us now. That was um, like... Happen, happened to me too. College, post-college. And it's happened to a lot of people who's trying to reach a certain level of success. Now, there's a lot of nowadays TikTok influencers, YouTube, tubers, Instagrammers who are in high school. They want to reach somewhere, um, but they also have their friends. Not yeah. that they're better than their friends, but you know, you it's, just, it's not as important to them. What would you tell them? Uh, definitely just keep doing it. Because like, in my experience, I at the time, took what people said too much to heart. Mm-hmm. Even knowing that it wasn't, like, it, it's not the way, like, they're not right, but I'm still going to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Because, like, one of my things now is if you keep saying something, it's going to happen. So if you keep ser- hearing something, it's going to affect you. Mm-hmm. So I actually took, like, a month off of my channel. And wow. that was the hardest thing I think I have ever done in my life. Uh-huh. Like, because I formed myself to be so disciplined that I would come home every day and film and edit and post. And that's one of my favorite things to do. I love filming videos and I love creating new content to express who I am. So taking a month break, walking away from that was really hard because I, I felt like lost. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing if I don't push myself to be purposeful in my goals that I want to set? For not only myself, but for the world. Mm-hmm. If like I take a month break from being an Asian influencer, who else is going to do it? Mm-hmm. So you will have to put yourself in the situation as this is your purpose, and if you don't do it, who will? Yeah. So when I took that month break, and when I came back to it, it was very hard to get back into it. Because beforehand, I had disciplined myself. 
And it's all about discipline and doing what you want in a structural way. You lost that momentum eventually, mm -hmm. but how did it affect you mentally? It definitely showed mm -hmm. in my content as well, because as a creative, you want to be in a good mental state to create the best content and to see things clearer. And at that point in my life, I actually, one of the biggest posts that I posted was a video of me crying. Mm -hmm. Because this was when like things got so overwhelming to the point where uh, people kept talking about me, even when I thought it was resolved, because I had confronted them. And I was like, please stop talking about me if I've done nothing to you. Mm -hmm. And just like clear things up. But because of like that, um, they kept talking about me and I had enough of it. I just like broke down. And that was one of my downfalls in my social media that you can see, but also one of my proudest moments of social media. Mm -hmm. What was that turning point? You know, you broke down, you took that month off, you kind of lost momentum. You were in a very in I a think my, negative that, state to yeah. now, like how you are now. Oh, oh, my growing point. Yeah. Okay, my growing point was senior year. Uh -huh. I found... I, I decided that this, I needed change and everything, like life just seemed like it was going day by day by day mm -hmm. by day. And it felt like the same motions and the same movement. And then one day I woke up, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I hopped on, I hopped like, it was my birthday and I was walking around and I was like, I'm a, you know, if I find this place I, was, I heard about, which mm -hmm. is Rec Philly, in the fashion district, then I'm gonna join. So I was walking around, it was my birthday, I found the spot, I took a tour. The day, at, the night after, I came in and I got a membership. Uh -huh. And then two days later, this is one of, two days later I came in after work and I work in the city for film and production, so I had been editing that day mm -hmm. after school. I came uh, to fashion district after work and I was walking, I was very happy because I was doing something I loved, especially after school, and I had the opportunities and the abilities to leave school early and to work with one of my favorite people in the world, my mentor. Mm -hmm. He like inspires me a lot, so I was out here and I was like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. We're killing it, I'm like living my best life. I pop into rec just to meet new people and to talk to people, because I was there prior just to meet people. I go into rec, and I'm walking around, I meet people, and I go into the visual lab because I was thinking of filming videos in the visual lab. Mm -hmm. The person in the visual lab, his name's Streets, and I, he was like one of the first people I met. He's a, I would say he's a big influence in my life. And he, I was helping him set up, and it was like my second time I wreck, and I shot with him for the next five hours. Wow. And he's like one of like, that's like, that's my homie. Like we went out, we go out a couple times and we just talk about life. And he's like, uh -huh. it was just a change in mindset of going from this dull high school day-to-day -day life to now I'm in a creative world where I can have a creative outlet with people and collab with people like this mm -hmm. and like share my story while helping you share your story mm -hmm. and helping each other grow, which I think is the best community I could put myself in. So what she's saying is surround yourself with other like-minded people and surround yourself with you know, the right people that's gonna help you grow and that's not saying you should forget about your friends because I don't think, you know, your friends are always going to be your friends, yeah. but also surround yourself with people like, that... Have a like mindset, yeah. Yeah, have a like mindset, has a bigger vision, has bigger goals. Similar. Similar yeah. goals. Yes, yeah, similar goals. Absolutely. And how, how can someone who 
has the drive but doesn't know exactly what to do in high school and I know you talked about how you're taking a year off from college and take a gap year and it's it's that time uh, that time I just had a conversation about with someone else about the stress about applying to college how can someone make that decision between either taking a gap year or going to college okay this was a very interesting topic too because if you ask I'm Asian American uh. so Obviously, education is very pushed in my culture. Mm -hmm. So the way I got went about it was I was talking to my boss man, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Yo, like, college should really teach me a lot." And I was always thinking of a gap year, because the opportunities. He told you college didn't teach you a lot. College didn't teach him a lot in film okay. and production. Okay. It was more about experience, which I mm -hmm. believe because experience says a lot. If I know how to do more stuff mm -hmm. than someone who has a degree in it, and they can do what I can do, mm -hmm. then like experience calls a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, making the decision for me, I put in the aspect of here, I'm making money in this field already. If I have another year, I can grow even more and become and work on more stuff. Mm -hmm. And especially now, my parents see how disciplined I am, as in I film every day and I work every day to portray my mission, mm -hmm. which is to become an Asian influencer and help upcoming generations feel more secure in what they mm -hmm. want to do. So since my parents saw my goal and how passionate I was, they allowed for the gap year. Mm -hmm. But I knew I wanted to take the gap year because the amount of time I take in now, if I had more time, more time it would be ten like, <laughs> it would be 10 times. I would wake up and do something I want to do every single uh -huh. day. And obviously, you want to grow up and be able to do something you want to do every single day and not feel, have it feel like a job. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, um, do you know Superwoman? Yes. Lily Singh? Uh, Lily Superwoman, Superwoman. <laughs> she, uh, she was actually very uh, depressed uh, right after graduating college. She has a psychology degree and she um, took a year. She told her father, you know, I want to do this YouTube thing. She said, okay, take that year. If you don't make it, then you have to get a job or your master's. And she took that year and she became big. You know, some people become big, some people don't. It's not that simple. It's not even uh, like... Being big yeah. to the point where yeah. you're global. Because yeah. you can be big to the point where you have a strong following. And uh -huh. that's like having people who support you and having a big enough group to support you no matter what, I think is like the overall uh -huh. growth. Like I don't need to be global, but if I can impact people's lives and help them, then I'm good. I'm mm -hmm. set. <laughs> I can sit down and live my best life. How can someone find your passion? I don't know. I found my passion in finding something that I noticed was that I didn't believe should be the way it was. Uh -huh. Like when I was younger, I said I watched a lot of Asian influencers and they would always talk about, you know what, I'm gonna shout them out. Okay. <laughs> JK News, like Timothy De La Ghetto, David So, like all those people would always talk about how they're taking a step for the upcoming generation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're right, there's a lack of Asian media and it shouldn't be that way. So in, that was my mindset. Mm -hmm. And now, after finding my mindset, it's how I can help other people with that mindset. Absolutely. So, it just so happened that I got into social media media, which I'm very thankful for. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go back a little bit on, on the depression about mental health. You got out of it, you were in Rec Philly, you were surrounding yourself with the right people. But there's a lot of teens nowadays, you know, they have problems with you know either the family at school with the friends how can someone 
be in a better mental space? I would always I would say like think optimistically and don't rely on mm-hmm. something that you shouldn't rely on. Okay. Which is like definitely in high school, it's obvious that it's prevalent that people do illegal things that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that I think that I see in a lot of people is don't rely on those stimulants. Mm-hmm. Like drugs and alcohol. Yeah, like don't rely on that if you're in a depressive state. Mm-hmm. Because that just drives it even worse. Because mm-hmm. it's a whole nother layer on the cake that you mm-hmm. don't want to be a part of. How do you stay positive? <laughs> um, when I was in my depressive realm, it was very hard to stay mm-hmm. positive. Yeah. But I found positivity in the things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So me helping spread a message or me making a video, Mm -hmm. I found prevalent to my message. So that kept me positive. Mm -hmm. What what about your friend group right now? Um, Oh, I love my friend group. (laughs) You love your friend group and like you go to school every day. I do. You you go to school every day because you have to, obviously. (laughs) Tears. But I mean, you go to school every day. It's hard to kind of, if you have a toxic friend group, it's hard to step away because you see them every day in class. And, and lunch and extracurricular activities. How can you go around that? You stray away from that? Don't put yourself, my biggest thing is with people who drag you down, don't put yourself in a situation where you have to be part of that. Mm-hmm. I guess like if you have extracurriculars with them, find other people outside of those specific people that put you down. Mm-hmm. It's all about putting yourself in situations you want to be in. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's an event going on and it's for those people, but you don't want to go, you don't have to mm-hmm. go. Because yes, you're part of it, but if they don't support you the way you support them, you don't have to put you in a situation that you don't want to mm-hmm. be put in. Absolutely, absolutely. And you have a, you have a phenomenal mentor right now who's helping you grow as an individual, not only helping you grow your brand, but helping you grow as a person. Uh, where can how can people get mentors okay so I lucked out okay yeah. boss man if you see this thank you but not you find mentors in a lot of different ways uh-huh. a lot of people in school like I think some of my biggest mentors are like my math teacher mm-hmm. my music teacher my boss man because he teaches me a lot um, another mentor you can even look up to friends uh-huh. it's anyone who has something that you don't that you uh-huh. want to learn uh-huh. yeah that's why I think of mentors. And, and I think an, another great way to do it is through Instagram. I've I've met, you know, she, uh, Izzy is my, I think, 39th in- interview. And each interview, I learn something new. And they don't have to be your direct mentor. You know, you don't have to ask them questions every day. But, you know, you interview them. They help them. guide you and they, make sure you're, like, in the right place. Y- you gain a different perspective. DM people. You send... 20 DMs, one person responds, that one person can actually change your life. It's crazy. Like, not even, like, um, I say mentor as in, like, someone who's directly Mm -hmm. teaching me. But I say everyone you meet has a direct influence on you. Mm -hmm. Like, being an influencer has taught me that you influence people that you don't expect to influence. Mm -hmm. And you influence, everyone is influenced by if they know who you are. Mm -hmm. Like... Um, Rec has influenced me because it's a spot for creatives and therefore has impacted my life. Mm-hmm. Or like my best friend, Keelan, has influenced me to become a better person because mm-hmm. 
of her support mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. So it's like just anyone who influences you, <laughs> I would consider a mentor. Mm-hmm. And, and that's everyone I know. And so <laughs> being open to change and advice and learning. And oh, always be a student. <laughs> always be, be a student. And don't um, age should never matter because you know there's ten, people ten years younger than me, fifteen years younger than me, and I'm learning from. It's crazy. It really is. And I'm teaching other people who are ten, fifteen years older than me. It, age really doesn't matter. I feel like age uh-huh. helps because uh-huh. it gives different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you grew up or in a different generation than I did. Mm-hmm. So your generational timeline and the stuff you've learned is the stuff that either I haven't learned or am going to learn. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite thing with working with people who are older than me. <laughs> so what's the difference between textbook learning that you learn in schools and actually learning from these mentors and from watching YouTube videos and going to these different courses? Okay, so I would say textbook learning Mm-hmm. Like textbook learning, how? Like I AP Bio, take... oh, God. Uh, statistics, <laughs> or calculus, or I don't know. I'm taking AP Stat now, and that uh, is a I whole wreck. Class. I don't want to talk about it. I, <laughs> I get really sleep bored. after lunch every time. No, I don't want to talk about it. I get really <laughs> emotional. But mm-hmm. textbook learning, I'm not a fan of. Please do not ever throw me a textbook. Mm-hmm. I will throw it back at you. It will be a huge fight. Mm-hmm. But you like learning outside of textbooks. I love learning. I am what you define as mm-hmm. a nerd. This is my work journal, okay? The amount of stuff that I take notes on is unreal. So, oh, I went to a lecture one time, right? It was in Drexel, and it's, I went to a screenwriting thing, and I took the most amazing notes, and I apply them every time I write now. Uh-huh. And I take a lot of techniques, and a lot of my overall ideas go into this book. Mm-hmm. And everything that I, like, when I talk to people, I learn stuff mm-hmm. from them. And I write them down for later so I can like look back and see what I've learned in the past year. And also my business stuff goes in here. That's crazy. Everything I do goes in here. If I lost (laughs) this, I would cry. (laughs) What's your goals in the next year? My goals for 2020? Yeah, 2020 vision. Okay, my biggest goal... Well, you're graduating high school first of all, so congrats. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, during my gap year, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that as like my goals for my gap year. I want to be consistently filming YouTube videos like every two days mm-hmm. and posting them because I'm really bad on YouTube right now. So sorry. Mm-hmm. I want to obviously keep my Instagram going, but Instagram has become a second habit to me where I know like to film and stuff like that. But like editing for YouTube, always so slow. I need to get myself together for that. I want to um, grow on TikTok. I just want to take over social media platforms, but that's going on the side during 2020 Mm -hmm. because I want to drop a clothing brand. I want to drop more podcasts. I want to also um, start my media management uh, business Mm -hmm. a little bit more. My biggest goal. My biggest goal is to work a carpet. You know how there's like people on the side on oh, red carpets? Yes. That's my biggest that's that's my goal <laughs> for like to work a carpet by twenty twenty. Or twenty twenty one. Manifest Manifest oh I mean I have a visualization boards when I first This is mine. <laughs> when, when I first started Teenage Impact podcast back in April, April, May, I I you know, put it out pictures of big name people I want to interview my book 
And this is before I even had one interview. Now you're 39 interviews in. That's literally and, crazy. And it's like crazy. I have nine uh, coming up in the next week and a half. And just visualization is important. You have your journal. You can you know put up your board. I was always thinking of doing a board, but yeah. I don't have a printer. So uh -huh. like it's a struggle. Uh -huh. Like I would just show uh -huh. everything. And what tips do you have? Any last tips for people, um, high school seniors, juniors, that um, wants to get out there, pursue their purpose like you are, inspiring other people, have people holding them down, or maybe, you know, it's struggling, balancing school, extracurricular activities. Maybe they have uh, uh, issues at home or challenges at home. Any last tips for those people? I have three words that I will drop that I live by on the biggest level of my entire life is go for broke. Go for broke. Go for what broke. What does that mean? That's like, you know how people say full send? Mm -hmm. It's the exact, exact same mentality, but go for broke is take risk and stuff that you wouldn't expect coming for you. Mm -hmm. And no matter what it takes, just go for it. Absolutely. If it's your dream, go for it. Go for broke. Go for broke. I'm actually, go for broke. I'm actually gonna write that down after this. Yeah, go for broke. Go for broke. That's. that's like, I live I'm, by I'm, it. I'm gonna write that down. And Izzy, where can people find you? Um, you can find me at Izzy So Dizzy on any platform. So that's, or actually, YouTube is Izzy Gove, but you can definitely find me on under Izzy So Dizzy. It, Twitter is Izzy So Dizzy. TikTok's Izzy So Dizzy. Facebook's Izzy So Dizzy. Actually, Facebook could be Izzy Gove as well. But everything's under Izzy So Dizzy. Mm -hmm. And if you want, email me, IzzySoDizzy at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And for my listeners and followers, uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, go follow inst my Instagram handle, at Shlomo Salson. It's also going to be in the description. And if you have any friends or classmates or family members who's in this funk, can't seem to get out of it, Teenage Impact Podcast, I guarantee you, is the best podcast out there. For any, anyone who's going through mental health struggles, I've pretty much talked about a lot of different topics. I've learned, I, I've grown as a person just by interviewing those people. Go ahead, refer everyone to Teenage Impact Podcast because it can change your life and inspire you to do better. It will change your life. <laughs>